I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start. I'm going to open up in prayer. If you could just join me, those of you that are on. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. I sense a very strong anointing on me tonight. I thank you for that. I praise you for it. Holy Spirit, uh, continue to give us enlightenment, guidance, unction, help unveil the word of God through these lips of clay onto the hearts and lives that are listening, not only live, but on the replay. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us tonight. And we thank you for that the word of God will not return void, but it'll produce and accomplish what you desire to do in Jesus' name. Wow, there is a very strong anointing on me tonight. God is really in this word. He's in this place. He's here with you, even though we're absent in the flesh. We're together in the spirit. Um, Our subject matter is prophetically praying parents a call to action and i'm not going to go ahead and do a review tonight because i think we're good with the with the review we've already laid that foundation and those of you that are just joining us for the first time i would encourage you to go back and to listen to part one and part two to, so that you see that it, it, what happens is what we did in the beginning was we painted a vision in your heart about what god desires to do with your children and this generation from the children that are born now all the way up to the millennials. So I just want to encourage you to go back and listen to them. And if you could please share this video on your wall, I would really appreciate it. So how does a parent pray? 1 Corinthians 14, 15, the Apostle Paul said, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. So there's two ways we can pray in what I call the first level. Number one, we can pray with our understanding, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And number two, we won't get to it, but we can also pray in the Spirit. And then there's another level of prayer, another level of intercession, where at times you're praying in a, in a what I call a second level, and you're entering into tears and groanings and identification, and the gifts of the Spirit begin to operate and you're identifying with that child you are praying for, you actually feel what they feel. You you can sense what's going on. It's a realm of the spirit that's very supernatural, and we thank God for it. Brother Hagin said there's going to come a day and there's going to come a time when men and women are going to flow in the supernatural, just as natural as a bird flies in the air and a fish swims in the sea. So we want to talk about what a praying parent can do so... First of all, we're going to talk about praying with our understanding. This is a very important concept, and I think that this is something that needs to be taught all over the world. We do not pray the problem over and over and over and over. We talked last time about how intercession requires importunity. It's a continual going before the throne room of grace. It's a pressing solicitation. 
and it's a continual kind of praying. But you don't pray the problem over and over and over and over and over. You don't pray worry prayers. You don't pray fear prayers. You pray the word of God. What do you mean by that? This is what I mean. You take your child's need or your grandchild or whatever this, however this relates to you, to the scriptures, to the word of God. You agree with what God said about your children and that's what you present before the throne room of grace. You decree it, you declare it, you pray it, you speak it. You don't speak the problem, you speak the answer. And the answer is the word of God. And we've shared these scriptures the last few times. Lord, I thank you that all of my children are taught by you. Great is the peace and the undisturbed composure of my child. So you take their need to the word of God. That's what you present before the throne room of grace. And God said in Isaiah 55, 11, when my word goes forth, it does not return unto me void. It prospers wherever it is sent. The word of God goes into the realm of the spirit and it creates an atmosphere in the spirit all around your child. Okay? Jeremiah 1.12 says, um, God said, I am ready to perform my word. See, when we talk about praying for our children, we're partnering with the will of God on the behalf of our children. We're partnering with the fact that he would that all of our children be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. We're partnering with God in saying, yes, we will be saved, those of us as parents, as grandparents, aunts, uncles, and our entire household. We're agreeing with what God said. Why? Because man is God's avenue into the earth. Prayer opens up the door for God to work. So what we need to do is we need to agree with what he said in his word. He said, I am ready to perform my word. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and he what? He healed them. And the psalmist goes on to say, and delivered them from their destruction. You see, the word of God is spirit and it's life and it's light. And when you're praying the word of God over your children, it's generating life, light, peace, joy. It's generating at times conviction. That's why sometimes your children, they get worse before they get better. Because when you're praying the scriptures and praying for them and praying the word, it convicts them and convinces them of their need to make Jesus the absolute Lord of their lives. So again, don't just know that sometimes they will get worse before they get better. It doesn't mean your prayers aren't working. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. And you're releasing the power of God. You're releasing the will of God. You're releasing the presence of God on them. And the enemy doesn't like it. And so that's why at times they get worse before they get better. Because the enemy, he's, he's starting to lose his stronghold. And so he begins to act out, so to speak. Just like when Jesus cast the devil out of that little boy, he commanded the devil, the spirit, to leave him. And, and what does the scripture say? The Bible says the spirit tore him and then he left. So the enemy just likes to make a big commotion, 
But at the end of the day, these signs will accompany them that believe. They will cast out devils. Okay? So just know that your prayers are going into the realm of the spirit and they're working. They're undoing the works of darkness. They're, they're causing him to, to be, uh, uh, his power over them to be broken. Okay? So just know your prayers are working. So he said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Job twenty two twenty eight says, you will decree or declare a thing and it shall be established and the light of God's favor will shine upon their ways. Amplify says, and when men are cast down, they will be delivered. The one who is not innocent will be delivered because of the pureness of your hands. So when we pray, it's going into the throne of grace, understanding that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, understanding that we're washed in the blood of Jesus, understanding we're in him, in Christ, in whom. And when we stand before God, we have clean hands, we have a pure heart, we lay one hand on that child, one hand on God, and they are delivered even though they're not innocent. Why? Because of the pureness of our hands, because Christ in us, the hope of glory is presenting the word of God before the throne room of grace. And God says, I will hear my word. I will perform my word on the behalf of the prayers of the righteous parents, the righteous grandparents, the righteous aunts and uncles. So keep praying. Jesus said in Luke 81, men ought to always pray and not faint. Don't faint. Don't quit. Don't relent. Don't stop. Be stubborn. Be bold, be strong, be courageous. God wants you to go in and take possession of that which is yours. And like we said, you will be saved and your household. So don't back off. I don't know, I just have this unction to keep saying that because there's so much discouragement right now. So much going on in the lives of these children. So many things going on in the schools. And this, my, my friends, is not a time for us to draw back. It's a time for us to press in, put on the Ephesians 6 full armor of God, and stand against the wiles of the devil on their behalf. And like I said uh, uh, dozens and dozens of times, prayer opens up the door for God to work. So how do we pray? We pray the scriptures. We pray the word of God. We don't pray worry prayers. We don't pray, pray faith, uh, fear prayers. We don't pray the problem over and over and over and over. I'm not saying you can't acknowledge the problem, but pray the answer. And the answer is found in the word of God. Number two, okay, we can ask of the Father in Jesus' name. James 4.2 says, we have not because we ask not. We can ask of the Father in Jesus' name. You know, I just heard in my spirit somebody was thinking, uh, you know, I just don't want to bother God. Bother God? Are you kidding? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He knows how many hairs your children have on their head. He knows everything about them. He knows what he put on the inside of them before they were ever formed in the mother's womb. He knows everything. But he's waiting for you and I to ask. He's waiting for you and I to uh, exercise our spiritual authority here on this earth. If we don't ask, we won't have. And we won't receive. John Wesley once said, It seems like God is limited by our prayer life, that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. 
Well, we know the answer. Those of us that are, are mothers and fathers and have been saved for a long time and we've been trained right, we know the answer. We know why that is. Why? Because Satan is the God, the God of this world. He is the Lord and God of this present age. And through Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, he spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. He triumphed over all the works of darkness. He took back the keys, which are the symbol of authority. He took it from the enemy, and he gave it to you. He gave it to the church. So when we ask in Jesus' name and we pray, it's, it's, it, we're releasing the authority of the believer on the behalf of our children. Okay? God is not running everything in this world. Someone said, well, God has everything under control. My friends, let me tell you something. I hate to break the news. God does not have everything under control. Okay? The, the, the world is under the control of the wicked one. But through the church... We can take control and have dominion over the works of the darkness and over the works of that which God created. So we've got to exercise our authority. So ask of the Father in Jesus' name and, and ask, command the devil to take his hands off of your child in the name of Jesus. Use your authority, and all authority has been given, like we said, unto me, Jesus said, in heaven and in earth, and it's in my name. When you use my name, you're exercising the spiritual authority that I have already given, it, given to you. It's been delegated unto you. It's been given to you. So when you ask in the name of Jesus, I command you, I command you, devil, not only ask, but we also command. I command you, devil. We're not commanding of God. He would that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the church. Truth. He's wanting us to partner with him. So that's why we speak the word. But we're demanding of the devil. We're demanding he take his hands off of, off of our property, which is our sons, our daughters, our children, and our grandchildren, whatever the case may be, whoever you're praying for, your godchildren. Okay? It says in Psalms 2.8, Ask for the heathen, in this, in this regard, it's also nations, but ask for your children. They're your inheritance, okay? And, and the uttermost parts of the world are your possession, that scripture goes on. But I want to put in here, ask for your children. Ask for their salvation, okay? Matthew 9, 38. Here's a really good one, and I've exercised this one a lot, and I've seen it work. Ask that the Lord of the harvest, Therefore, to send out a person or persons to influence your children in matters of their walk with God. You want me to repeat that? Ask of the Lord of the harvest, Matthew 9, 38. Ask that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send out a person. The, the Bible says laborers. But ask that he would send a person or persons that would influence your children in matters of their walk with God. So you can begin to pray that the Lord of the harvest, the Lord Jesus Christ, would send laborers across your child's path. If your child's not saved, if your child doesn't know God, or even if your child's backslid, you can pray, Lord, send somebody across their path that will preach to them the acceptable year of the Lord. 
that today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. And then you could go on and pray. And I pray, Lord, that when my child hears this word through this laborer, I pray that they wouldn't harden their hearts, but I pray that they would be open and receptive unto the words that are spoken. I pray, Lord, that they, you would open up the eyes of their heart, that they would see the truth that is in your word. Okay, do you see the difference? of praying with authority and praying the word instead of praying in fear and praying anxiety and praying in worry. There is a huge difference. Your faith and your prayers can move mountains, okay? Mountains of adversity, mountains of unbelief, mountains of mental illness, mountains of oppression, mountains of, of, uh, of anxiety that these kids are facing. You go into the realm of the spirit and you're pushing back that darkness and like we've said before there is a lot of darkness in the world darkness gross darkness is covering the earth but my friends listen at the same time you are being equipped as parents to pray for your kids you are being equipped the light of god is rising up in you and the light of his word is equipping you so we have authority and i believe that it'll be said of this generation like it was said of the early church they that have turned the world upside down have come hither also, and that's what the enemy fears. He, he doesn't necessarily fear who they are now. Some of your children and grandchildren are little babies. He is afraid of who they will become. He is terrified because he knows his days are short. Okay, so ask that the Lord of the harvest would send forth the labor. Here's another one, another thing you can ask. And I, my friend Susan and I, for years we prayed for our kids through all the different seasons of their life. When we did this, ask for open doors for your children. I, I call it doors of opportunity. The scripture, I, I looked it up. It says here in verse um, 2 Corinthians 2.12, furthermore, Paul said, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord. Another translation of the side note says, an opportunity. You can pray that God would open for your children doors or opportunities for them to be successful. We, when my friend Susan and I, when we were, we prayed for our children since, since they were in the third grade all the way up through now they're still adults and we're still praying for them. So first we prayed for them for the right friendships, that they would get the right friendships and that anyone, and this is a scripture, anything not planted by the Lord in their lives would be uprooted. We didn't pray witchcraft prayers. We didn't pray our own will. We didn't pray what we thought that they should have. We prayed, Lord, let your will be done on earth as you imagined it and preordained for them the welcome. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we would pray for our kids when they were, um, when they were studying for the SAT because they were getting ready to go to college. Father, we pray that you would quicken their minds Father, we pray that you would bring all things to their remembrance. Quicken them, Lord. They've studied to show themselves approved. They've been studying. Lord, help them. Strengthen them. Undergird them. Be there for them. Let, let their minds be sharp and quicken. And may they focus. And so we would pray like that. 
we would pray then then they then we would pray lord we pray <laughs> and those of you that did the college process know the process well right you visit multiple colleges you pay all those fees for all those uh, applications and you know and then they apply to all the schools we prayed my friend susan and i we prayed lord open up the door for them to go to the college that's the desire of their heart the perfect college that which lord would bring them into their highest purpose and destiny so we prayed we prayed that they would have favor we prayed that the god would open up the door for the college we prayed and you know ultimately all of our kids my three her two all of our kids um you know all of our kids got to where they needed to be then we would pray lord we pray they they're, now they're applying for jobs we pray that a door of opportunity would open to them that you would open up the right um employment for them yes you can pray like that remember we have not because we asked not so ask that god would open these doors of opportunity and then the list just goes on and on and on and on and on think of anything that you would could think of that your child may need pray that god would open up a door for them the apostle paul even in ministry he said pray for us what that god would open up a door for them in this case to speak the word of god so prayer opens up the door for god to work okay uh pray for favor psalms 512 it says here it is your the lord who blesses the righteous man with favor like a shield i pray that my children would have favor if one of my children is having a situation on their job um and there's something going on and i've had it happen and i i pray for them lord give them favor with this co-worker give them favor with their boss let there be a shield of favor all around them so that when they are looked upon by this boss or by this person i pray that they would see them with the eyes of favor okay so you can pray favor for your children um pray we said it i'll say it again that there would be a quickening in their minds that they would have creative thinking and the ability to remember things for example on a test okay uh john 14 26 says but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and here here's a scripture you could stand up and he will bring to your remembrance all things that i have said to you so we pray lord bring all things to their remembrance what you have what they have studied okay here's another one ask that the master potter ask god the master potter to mold them into what he has designed for them to be according to listen the destiny that is in their heart from the moment they were formed in their mother's womb so on the inside of each and every one of, of these children ecclesiastes it's either three or four god already put and placed within them destiny purpose a personality a calling a bend you know a book i wanted to recommend is uh, how to really love your child by gary campbell he talks about the bend that your child have another has another book i would highly recommend is the five love languages of your children 
And that is very good to understand their love language. It's, it's good parenting skills. It's not just prayer. I think we need some good down-to-earth parenting skills. But you could pray, Lord, I pray that the, that which is in them, according to the bend that you placed within them, I pray that they would be molded and shaped according to what you ultimately called them and desired them to be. Not what a college counselor says they should be. Not what a, anybody else, not even what we think they should be as parents. We're not going to control the matter. We want the master potter to mold them and to shape them and to color them into what he desires them to be. Okay? Pray that what they have on the inside in the spirit would manifest on the outside. I already said it. I love how the Holy Spirit's helping us tonight. That they would yield to their own particular bend from the womb. Pray that they would be true to their destiny according to what is written in heaven. If you could just please share this on your wall and get this word out to other people, I think it would really help. This, this message is helping a lot of people. Okay, Luke 11, 2 says, Your will be done, where? On earth as it is in heaven. Lord, may your will be done in these children on earth as you have it written in heaven. They came from your heart. They came from your womb. May what is within them be manifested on this earth. Okay, here's a good one. Pray that God would give them dreams in the night. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Job 33, 14 through 17. God does not, for God does not speak in one way. Now, another, though no one perceives it. So, you know, like during the day, you know, the kids are on their phones, they're distracted, they're thinking, they're studying, they're doing all these things, and God's trying to get across something to them, right? So, God, so the scripture said, for God does speak now one way, now another, though no one perceives it, and they're not perceiving it. So, you could pray that in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, may he speak in our children's ears and at times and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and to keep them from pride. So you can pray that God gives them and speaks to them with dreams in the night. God still speaks through dreams. God still speaks through visions. But these dreams, there's dreams that can come right from the heart of God. And these dreams, my friends, God can give our children dreams and warn them and strengthen them and encourage them. So pray according to that matter. Psalm 16, 7, the scripture says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. See, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it whatsoever way he wills. You could pray that God would give him dreams and so that it would pull on the on their hearts and instruct them in the in the nighttime so that their heart is pulled toward those things that are good and righteous okay here we go pray the greatest revelation of all pray that they would have a revelation of the love of god that was manifested in the cross now this is the kind of prayer that you can pray over and over and over and over for your child. 
And this is a good prayer, praying that they have a revelation of the love of God. Now, hear me out. Perfect love casts out fear. So a revelation of the love of God will drive out fear. If they have fear, anxiety, eating disorders, any kind of fear, when they get a revelation of how much God loves them, it will give them a revelation of self-love. And it's healthy to have self-love. Doesn't the Bible say that we will love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and love our neighbor, what? As ourselves. And this is a good scripture to pray if your child or these children have insecurities and they just can't seem to accept their bodies or they can't seem to accept the way they look or they can't seem to accept themselves and they need they need a revelation of God's love for them which ultimately will drive out fear and the insecurities okay so here's a scripture you could pray for them it's Ephesians 3 14 through 14 through 19 I'm going to go ahead and read it. For this cause, the Apostle Paul said, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he was in the posture of bowing. You could pray this prayer no matter where you are, in your car, no matter where you are. You know, your prayer closet is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your prayer closet is your, is your body. You can pray anytime, any place. You don't have to wait to go into a closet. He bowed his knees. That's fine. But I want to encourage you to pray. No matter where you are, pray without ceasing. For this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you. Now, what you could do is, now remember, we said to pray the scriptures, right? You could put your child's name right here in the scripture. That he would grant Nancy or Jordan, according to the riches of his glory. Now, in this case, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Here's a prayer you can pray for them to be strengthened, to be strong. That Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. That Nancy and Jordan would be rooted and grounded in love. That Nancy and Jordan may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that Jordan and Nancy would be filled with all the fullness of God. Now I'm going to end with this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, hope, dream, or desire according to the power that works in us. So you can pray that they have a revelation of the love of God. Another scripture you could pray is you could pray for spiritual enlightenment. Ephesians chapter 1. They need this. We all need this. And, you know, we go from glory to glory to glory. And not only as adults, but our children do as well. Glory to glory to glory. And the thing that takes us to another degree of glory is spiritual enlightenment. So you could pray that they have spiritual enlightenment. It says here in Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, again, we're going to put their names in here. Um, he said, I do not cease to give thanks for Jordan and Nancy, making mention of them in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give Jordan and Nancy the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him 
the eyes of their understanding because our spirit has eyes. And so what we're praying for, we're praying that the eyes of their hearts would be opened, that the blinders would come off of their eyes and that they would see spiritual realities. The eyes of their understanding being enlightened that they may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You could keep praying this. And what is the exceeding? See, the Bible's the prayer book, okay? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, and the scripture goes on and on, far above all principality and power and so on and so forth. So you could pray for spiritual enlightenment. Next, speak to the destiny that is on the inside of your children and call it forth in Jesus' name. It is already within them. So call it forth. Okay? So we just call forth the destiny that's on the inside of Jordan and Nancy. Father, we call it forth. May what is on the inside of them rise up and may they have illumination in their mind and understanding of who you are and what you've called them to be and called them to do in their spirit and in their minds. So you call forth that which is within them. Um, you could declare uh, Jeremiah 29 11 over them. Okay? That the plans of the Father will come forth because God's plans for our children, our plans to prosper them for them to be in health, even as their soul prospers. He desires that spiritually, soulishly, and financially, that they be blessed and that they be prosperous. So we can pray that prayer. Now, I only give you a few things to pray. My book contends stewarding the hearts and destiny of our children through prayer. I give every imaginable scripture. Every kind of thing you can imagine is in that book that will help you to pray. But I wanted to highlight some of these and give you an example as to how to pray for your children. And I, I know, I know, the Lord, I just heard it again. He, I, I heard it again, that the Bible is the rule book for prayer, and the Bible is the prayer book. So we can pray the scriptures over our children. Remember, you take their need to the word of God, you agree with what God said about them, you present that before the throne room of grace. Okay? So, for example, you know, think of a need that they may have. Google that word and scriptures that meet that need. And you'll find it all comes up on Google. It's so easy nowadays. So before we close, there's one more thing I'd like to share with you. Very important. Once you've prayed for your children, once you've confessed, once you've pleaded the blood, once you, we're going to get into tongues later, once you've done the praying that you've done, don't speak negatively about the situation, the circumstances, the whole like thing that they're saying and doing. Don't speak negatively about them. Guard your heart, guard your mouth with all diligence. Guard the words of your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You've already released life by praying the scriptures. You've already released an atmosphere around them. Don't negate your words with wrong speaking, okay? This isn't a teaching about words, but you can look up Proverbs 20, 18, 21. And those of you that know your Bible, Daniel 10, 13, Daniel sought to seek, uh, set himself to seek the Lord 
And from the first day he did set his heart to seek the Lord and to pray, the scripture says, God said, your words were heard. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. In other words, there was resistance in the atmosphere. But if you read Daniel 10, you'll see that the angel of the Lord or the Lord came to Daniel and said, we have come because of your words. Okay? Faith calls those things that be not as though they are. Faith is what we talked about last week. Abraham considered not his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strong in faith and he gave glory to God. Your, your words release your faith. So don't negate your prayers by speaking negative things about your children and saying the wrong things. I know, I get it. It's not always easy being a parent. But I am telling you, it's the law of the spirit, the law of the spirit realm and the law of faith. Faith is a spiritual force. And when you release your faith on the behalf of your children, you release the word of God. It, it, it opens that atmosphere up to them. But your words will negate your prayers. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's very important. Okay, now before we close, um, the Lord reminded me to make sure that this, you know that this is not just a teaching, this is also a call to action. So make sure that you're doers of the word and not hearers only. Make sure, and listen, you're going to start praying, and some of you have never done this before, or never prayed like this before, and you're going to want to quit. Because you're not going to, maybe you don't feel like your prayers are working. Listen, no matter what you feel like, faith has nothing to do with feelings. Okay? Sometimes the times I've prayed and seen the most results was when I had zero feelings. Sometimes when I preached or taught, I had zero feelings. And it was some of the most, we saw some of the most amazing results. So faith and feelings, they, they don't mix. Okay? So this is a call for action. And I want to encourage you to implement this call to action, okay? Do prayer calls with your friends, Zoom calls, home meetings, even if it's 15 minutes. I encourage you to organize and mobilize prayer together with other caretakers and other caregivers. We've been doing that with my team. We've been implementing this, this because I, like I like to do what I say that I teach. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be an hour. Get on the phone. You know, we have FaceTime. You know, you can merge calls now. Use this technology. Get with your friends. Stand in agreement. There is power in your agreement with other people of like faith. Okay? Let me pray for you before we close. So, Lord, wow, what a powerful teaching this was tonight. Your hand was all over it. I pray, God, that as the listeners share this on their walls and the, the those that, that, that listen on the replay, I pray that this would be a movement, a call to action, prophetically praying parents, that we would be watchmen in our own houses. I pray, God, for those that are listening under the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that you would anoint their ears to hear, that they would hear 
a voice behind him saying, pray this for your child, pray that for you, that your child, or whisper. I pray that you open up their hearts to understand how to pray for their children, that the gifts of the Spirit would even be in operation. I pray for the listeners, Father, that you would strengthen them in the midst of the battles that they themselves are facing, that you would strengthen them with might by your Spirit in the inner man. And Lord, we refuse to quit. I pray that that which is in me would flow into this particular teaching and be transferred into each and every heart listening in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, uh, there's someone who is listening and you have a rash on your body and you just lift your hand right up before the throne of God. We're going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your healing virtue would flow on that skin. This person is redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13, Deuteronomy 28, you have made a curse for them. Another skin issue. There's someone you had terrible acne, and I believe the Lord wants to heal you tonight or begin the healing. So we just release, yes, yes, yes. Here's a scripture, receive this. Um, you are the health of their countenance and their God. Lord, be the health. There you go. Just receive, 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 receive. Receive, 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 receive. There's someone that's got pain in your right, in your right hand and your fingers. Just receive right now in Jesus' name. Your healing, receive it, receive it, receive it. There's someone else you have been ringing in your ears, been ringing and ringing and ringing. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and I command that ringing to stop. Then that there would be a balance in the equilibrium part of their body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we worship you, Father. Well, why don't you just lift your hands to the to the Lord right now. We don't usually have this kind of manifestation, but I'm I'm just thinking, wow, the healing power of the Lord is present to heal. Just lift your hands right where you are. Father, we receive. Father, I receive. Lord, we receive. And Lord God, I will never stop. I pray Acts 1044 that while we preach the word, that the power gifts would be in manifestation, that you would begin to manifest miracles, signs, and wonders even on these kinds of meetings, Father, that there would be a manifestation of your glory. Many believed on Jesus because of the miracles. So, Father, we just give you all the glory, all the praise for everything that you've done, for everyone, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's someone else, you have an infection in your eye. Just receive that healing. It's pink eye. Receive that healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. You know, we're not playing games and we're not playing church. God's word works. Receiving your healing, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the Holy Spirit, he is present. The Holy Spirit is present to heal you in your body. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.